Hey, Julia. Hey, Alec. What are you doing? Cleaning my recorders. Uh, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed you have three recorders. Yes, I do. And you're cleaning all three of them. Well, I went on a trip and a bunch of people played them, so I wanted to just kind of clean them out, get them all shined up. So you you think um, road trip equals bring my recorder? This is Don't be a dick, Alec. Recorders are a guaranteed good time. You're right. I'm being a dick. That's my bad. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you. I know what this is about. How, I, you do? Yes. How do you know? Is the microphone a giveaway? Yeah, you shove the microphone in my face yeah. when I'm trying to do something you seemed far avail- more you s- important. You seemed available. I'm not available. You seemed available. I'm never available. You seemed ready to talk. I'm never ready to I talk. I saw you cleaning those recorders, and I'm like, that's a woman that wants to talk about something Your that podcast. I want to talk Yeah, my podcast. Great. What's the idea, Alex? It's going to start with Z and end with zombies. Zamatombies? Good guess, but not at all. Um, I really want to do a zombie audio drama. I think that would be fun. That sounds really scary. It wouldn't be. I want to do zombies this episode. A zombie audio drama, in or out, Julia? Absolutely out. Oh, no. Um, Okay, so what if I told you, though, that you're the star? Well, co-star, but star. You'll be the female lead. Sounds like some bullshit to me. <laughs> it might be some bullshit, but I still have you as like one of like the lead characters. I just don't want people to get so scared they shit their pants. It's not. Can scary. we put a disclaimer beforehand so that people know like rated R for shit your pants scary? Oh, I would say this is rated like R. P- PG. Podcast should have ratings. This podcast is rated like PG because like I don't know someone might get shot. Thank you for joining us. The following podcast is rated R for really fucking scary. (laughs) It's not going to be scary. I remember when it all began, when the outbreak broke out. I was sitting in traffic on my way back to town. Even from where I was, you could see billows of black smoke coming from Madison, which wasn't a common sight in Wisconsin. But I didn't think much of it, more annoyed that I was sitting in traffic on a back road route to Sconeyville, home sweet home. Come on, what's the holdup? Gosh, you'd think there's some impending doom up ahead or something. Little did I know. I was right. I'm probably not right about that, though. But I was. It's probably nothing. No, it was definitely something. What's a Scottyville police officer got to do to get back into town? That's when I realized I was right about the impending doom. That's when I saw, for the first time, a man leapt onto the hood of a car and roared at the driver and passenger. His skin was a grayish, purplish blue, and there was blood dripping from his teeth. Suddenly, he punched his bare fist through the windshield and began trying to claw his way into the car. Sconeville PD, put your hands up! Sir, stop and put your hands up in the air! I said stop! But the crazed man broke in and yanked the male driver out of the car, instantly using that immense strength to reach into the driver's abdomen and pull out his entrails. I fired, immediately shooting the deranged man several times in the chest. He looked up at me and began walking towards me, his hands dripping with the other man's blood. It was as if he didn't feel any of the bullets, which was weird because guns solve most of my problems. I shot more and more until I had unloaded my whole clip on him. Little did I know, only a headshot would work. 
What? Why didn't that work? Stay back. I hit it in the head with my handgun in case you were wondering what that noise was. No, Bobby, no! A woman screamed as she exited the car that was attacked. She had blonde hair that was curiously wet. A little blood was splattered on her shirt. Ma'am, are you okay? He killed Bobby. Was that your husband? He was my boyfriend. So you're single. What did you just say? Are you by yourself? I can take you back to Scannyville. It's not safe here. And who are you? Officer Mike Waller, SPD. Quick, I see more of them coming. My name's Sarah. Why aren't you driving a cop car? I was off duty. I can take us back to the police station, find out what's going on. I'm sure they'll have information there. I can't believe Bobby is dead. Sorry. Let's turn on the radio. Reports say that people get a seemingly unquenchable hunger for human flesh once turned. Officials are advising to stay away from what are probably zombies, and most importantly, do not die by getting bitten. We're encouraging everyone to stay hopeful and... Oh my god. No, they're here. What? Oh, we're all dead. No! If my family is listening, please know that I... That I... Just know that I love a prairie home companion. I, I know it's a little cheesy, but it's it's just good storytelling. I'm not sold on the new guy yet, though. Like... Ah, ah, ah. So that was a zombie that killed Bobby. We don't know if it was for sure. It sounds like it was. Was it, though? Are you being serious? If you'll let me explain why I think calling them zombies is incorrect. So I did, gifting her my knowledge of the Haitian zombie lore and its evolution in popular films. She was basically speechless at how much knowledge I had on the subject and several other tangential subjects. Uh, yeah, whatever. They're still fucking zombies. I think she was very impressed. Mike, you made it! Whoa, who's the chick? Marty's toned biceps were on full display in his cop uniform, and with his short height, he was the kind of guy you just wanted to undress and cuddle all night while you drag your fingers over his rock-hard abs. It was hard to listen to him talk when he looked at me with those big brown eyes. Cool it, Marty. One of those things just ate her boyfriend. Bobby. Wait, did you just call me chick? You saw a zombie? Yes. We don't know if they're zombies. But reports are saying people turn after they die. Sounds like zombies. Exactly. Is the captain in? We haven't heard from the captain. It's just me and Blame, who's being a total buzzkill as usual. Marty, you can't run out there like that. We have to wait on the captain's orders. Blaine was tall and he had dorky, charming good looks with his rectangular glasses. Even though I'd been in the forest longer, Blaine was the one that was promoted to lieutenant. It was the logical choice since Blaine was varied by the book, but I often made up my own rules. My arrogance and slight narcissism on full display. See, told you. He also says we can't use any of the MRAPs or assault rifles. Not until the captain shows up. If the captain shows up. We saw a few things on the way over here. The zombies? We don't... Never mind. Anyways, 
They've already made it to the town. I can't get a hold of anyone in Madison or Milwaukee. I called the other towns too. Communications are down. Wait, even cell phones? Sorry, Sarah? To be honest, I'm kind of sexist and don't respect women's opinions very well. Why don't you just give us men a moment? Uh, that's fine. I'm just gonna go sit over here and start building up resentment towards your misogyny and overall lack of intelligence. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. So she's single, right? How does she feel about dates when there's a potential threat to our lives? What are we gonna do about the captain? Sarah, don't let them in. But he needs help. That's the captain. Something ain't right with him, guys. Sarah, watch out. Mike, did you just shoot the captain? You almost shot me. Now I've got blood and chunks. You saw him. He already turned. He's right, Blaine. The captain was a zombie. Well... Now you're in charge. Can we use the MRAPs now? What's it going to be, Blaine? Seriously, what the fuck? I don't know. I lack creativity and typically prefer when people give me orders. But I also like having inferiors because it raises my self-esteem. Blaine, there's a town that needs saving. There's chunks in my... I'm gonna throw up. There's more coming. Okay, Mike, Marty, suit up. We'll use the riot gear. And we can probably use the assault rifles. Oh, yeah, and we can finally put those new Turkish shotguns to use. And we should bring the grenades and C4 just in case. Wait, why do you guys have all that for a town that has a population of 10,000? Ma'am, please. We're trying to do our jobs. Leave the police officer business to us. But you have to admit, it doesn't make any sense. Look, Sarah, how about you step away from the door? Okay, but there hasn't been a murder here since 2012, so... Ugh, gross. There's a chunk in my nose. Sure, we had never actually needed to use the assault rifles or our MRAPs. But we had trained with them that one time. Just in case Scottyville, Wisconsin, population of 10,000, was ever a target for ISIS or Al-Qaeda or Hydra. When we emerged with combat-ready suits and our assault rifles in hand, we headed out, leaving Sarah with nothing to defend herself with, confident that our testosterone would keep her safe from harm. A horde charged down the street, many of them people that we knew. They were dead now. They were no longer Mrs. Peabody and Little Billy Young and Old Man Hopper. They were now all dead. But at the same time, not dead. Damn. Okay, I guess zombies is the best word for them. We killed each one in that horde. I shot Mrs. Peabody right in between the eyes. I think that's all of them. Wait, we got more coming from over there. We don't have enough bullets for all of those. Idiots. What do we do, Blaine? Wait a second. Look! Is that a woman with a sword? And look at that old guy with the handguns! Stay on your guard, guys. We have to protect Sarah. You almost shot me, though! Oh, gentlemen. Looks like you could use our help. Sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to lower your weapons. Are you kidding me? Sorry, ma'am. You're right. Look, Blaine, he's white. This woman looks white, too, despite her accent, so they're probably fine. Good point, Mike. Um, sure. You guys got names? My name's Joe. Friends call me Jerkin Joe. I am Katana. I was traveling from Madison when my car was overrun by the zombies. Joe was nearby. Well, it's good Joe was there to save your life. No. I took care of them all by myself. Joe was just nearby. Yep. I was just enjoying the show. Had my money on the zombies for a moment, even. Oh. Wait. Jerkin Joe? The gun store owner in Omagashiki? It's the one. Buy my M16s. Get a handgun for free. 
We came to Sconeville to talk with the police. We didn't expect the military to already be here. No, we're not military. We're what's left of the Sconeville PD. Oh, really? Because I... Just police officers. But the military truck... Standard police vehicle, miss. All right, everyone. Let's get back in the police department before another horde shows up. But what if there are other survivors in the city? We can't worry about that right now. Can't worry about it? But we're the police. It is your duty as police officers to protect and serve. We should go out there and protect and serve any survivors. Especially the white ones. Wait, what? All right, you make a good point, Mike. Did he just seriously ignore me? They're the fucking worst! Nice. I like it. Do you have another one of those MRAPs we can drive? I'd love to run over zombies with a bad boy like that. Joe, they're not going to have another- Yeah, we have another one out back. Come on, I'll get you some keys. What? Coming across Katana and Joe was a pretty lucky break for us, I have to say. Joe was a vet, so he had seen an MRAP in action from afar once before, maybe he thinks. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we had one of these bad boys. Let's see. How the fuck do you start this thing? It was nice to have someone with his background behind the wheel of one of those. As for Sarah, it turned out that she had a conceal and carry license for a handgun and regularly went hunting with her boyfriend. So just in case we couldn't be there to save her life, we gave her a baton. She was pretty grateful. Shove this baton up your ass. We put her and Katana in the same car so they would have someone to talk to. Should we abandon them? They'll get eaten soon enough. I think they're hitting it off really well. As we drove around in the city, we came across a few more survivors. We found a woman named Catherine and her teenage nephew, Will. It's about time the military came to save us. Oh, we're not the military. We're the Sconeville police. Really? I figured with the tanks... Not tanks. Just standard police-issue MRAPs. Whatever. I'm a distrusting person anyway, and will most likely be the cause of an attempted mutiny in our band of survivors. I might bring religion into it. And this is my nephew, Will. His tragic death will most likely give us the proper motivation later. Auntie Calf, come on, you're embarrassing me in front of the army. Can we just go home? I left my phone charger there. Hey Will, how about I give you something better? Here's a handgun. You have a penis, so I trust you more than your aunt here, despite your age and overall lack of wisdom. Wow, thanks sir. After we picked up other unnamed survivors who will only be in the background for the entirety of our story, we finally found a place to stop and keep everyone. The St. Helen Motel on the outskirts of town. But there's so many security flaws. All the first floor rooms are basically unusable with those windows. It looks like it would go down easily in a firefight with a rival group, hypothetically speaking. It's perfect. Nice find, Mike. Yeah, I guess this can be my new bachelor pad. Sarah, you can stay in my room if you want. No. Yeah, but I was just Still thinking... Still no. But what if I saved your... Not a negotiation? Just give me the farthest room away from these two. Jerkin' Joe needs his beauty sleep. Why is your name Jerkin' Joe? Will, don't. Why don't we reinforce the windows and doors before nightfall? And ladies, we'll have to find something for you to do. Katana and I can help reinforce... I just wish there was a womanly job for you all. I know how to use a hammer and nails if that's what you meant by reinforce. What about making a sign for other survivors? That sounds like a terrible idea. Do any of you have artistic skills? Fine, yes. I'm an art major, Perfect. Sarah, take Katana and Catherine with you and make a sign that reads, We're alive. How about, we're definitely not zombies? Putting up the sign and reinforcing this motel is going to be one task. But with a group of survivors like this, maybe, just maybe, we'll get through this.
This episode was We're Definitely Not Zombies. We have an all... Julia, please. Julia. Julia. What? I'm, okay, I'm one, I'm reading credits. Two, why are you playing that song from Trolls? Oh, I wanted to listen to it. Yeah, but we don't own the rights to that song. I can't play it? No. No, Julia, please. We really, I mean, we're going to get in trouble. Can I, can I hum it? Sure, I think that might be okay. Okay. We have an all-star cast here, guys. It's an all-star cast. You're gonna see these names in lights one day. Jacob Barbeau as Officer Mike Waller. Julia Mercer as Sarah. Me as Marty. Ryan Sitzberger as Blaine. Steph Callahan as Katana. Eric Wig as Jerk and Joe. Kristen Hallen as Catherine. And Grant Jago as Will. Once again, our Super Boss original artwork, Julia. I'm Julia. We do not have the money for that song. We do not have the rights to that song. I was just humming it. I know, but you started playing it. That's not humming it. Oh, I got excited. Once again, our Super Boss original artwork for this episode is by Elliot Stromberg. We had some awesome music in this episode too. I'm gonna put all of those songs in the show notes because it was a lot. So did this episode make you think of trolls? Is that why you decided to sing this troll song? in yeah. this because i didn't write about any trolls i wrote about zombies i'm sorry did this episode sound familiar to you well that's because we were parroting we're alive and pretty much like all zombie survival stories but specifically we're alive because they're another zombie audio drama and they went on for way longer than we will if you're listening to the, this on iTunes, we would love it if you could give us a rating and a review. Special thank you to our first review from Julia Was My Improv Coach. Please be like Julia Was My Improv Coach and hop on iTunes or Stitcher. You can do that on, on Stitcher.com and give us a rating so we can share the show with even more people. Jules, we're, we're so close. We're so close. And then you and what I can jam. I you played it, which I've repeated. We I don't own this song. Hair in the air. Another way to support us is by finding us on Patreon. We're easy to find, just patreon.com slash madamproductions. By becoming a patron, you will not only get bonus content delivered exclusively to you, but you will also help guarantee a second season of the show and help us do even bigger and better episodes. And maybe- We can pay for good music! We can pay, <laughs> Julia, stop, press, stop, press, we could maybe pay for We're the- rich. We could maybe pay for a troll song. We're rich. We don't have that money. <laughs> Julia, please press, we don't have that money. We don't have, we don't have that well, money yet. Put it on a credit card and spend it before we No, Julia, please, don't press play. Please, please stop pressing play, please. I think we've already violated copyright rules. Sorry. And of course, if you like this podcast, you can check out our other episodes and all of our other work, all available at smadamproductions.com. And if you liked that song from Trolls, it's Boss. Go listen to it on Spotify because we do not have the money <laughs> to play it here. Okay, you want to go jam to that song now? Yeah. Okay, nope, not, no, please let me stop. <laughs>